Hansen. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach. You are listening to the Hooker Rubdown. We're about to rub down some hookers, baby. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Who doesn't love to rub down some hookers, eh? I'm your host, Natty, and with me as always, Riding Shotgun, is the stats wizard, the sultan of the spreadsheet, Hooker. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, mate. Um, as we spoke last, uh, just been doing all the things in prep to become a dad in Feb. So <laughs> doing the car seats, doing, fitting up the cribs, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's um, it's been a, it's been a bit of work, but you know, it's it's going to be rewarding, no doubt. I remember it all too well, mate. I remember <laughs> it all too no well. Doubt. Like I like I texted you earlier today, like putting in the car seat. And then you don't realize how much of a fucking nightmare it is getting the kids in and out, oh. in and out, in and out. So like I'm just we're getting just getting to the point now with my daughter where she can crawl up, get in. She just can't buckle a seatbelt. But even that oh, is mate, a that's huge, a huge help. help. Yeah, yeah. Get for in sure. there. Just fucking oh yeah. Finally doing some All of the, the heavy lifting. All the fun <laughs> and joy that is coming your way, bro. I'm excited for you. Yeah, very excited. So, look, it's it's going to come thick and fast. We did a um, CPR course today. There's um, a whole lot of uh, scared and pregnant people in the room. It was uh, it was fun, bro. It's it's worth it. Good on you. I mean, obviously, mm. um, as a firefighter, I I do it once, oh, yeah. twice a year. But I've used the um, turn the kid over and slamming their back to get something. Mm. I've done that twice with Pepper. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, yeah, a lot of it seems super important as well. So um, it right. t- took a lot on board. Look at us having like adult, grown-up conversations about this oh, podcast. Yeah. I think, like, uh, fuck, what's going on here? These guys are sober. Let's better, change that. I better, I better get onto the Venus. Let's then. change that. Oh my god! All right. Yes, the old Martinicello. Uh, thanks for coming. I love beer. Wine, beer, beer, wine, beer. wine. I love wine. <laughs> right. So this rubdown is always, as always, is brought to you by our Patreon. Uh, there's not much more I can say. Jesus, are you okay, bro? Mate, one one <laughs> sip and I'm already done. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, um, cheap, cheap, cheap drunk. That's good. First time in a while I've been a cheap drunk. Tell you what. <laughs> Yes, the Patreon, brought to you by the Patreon. Get on there, have a look. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I've just been sucking the Patreon flogging stick. It, flogging it to death. And yep. look, Get on it, there, it, is, look. it is very flog-worthy. It is, 100%. Yeah. yeah, someone said to me today, someone DM'd me and said, like, how do I get on the Patreon? Gave them a link and stuff, and they're like, wow, you guys have actually created your own porn. And I was like, that's a very well-structured sentence. That's very well put. <laughs> We it's, have created our own porn because yeah. you go onto the Patreon and it, it is super coach porn. And it's it's something that you don't really get from anyone else. Um, yep. Uh, especially from from a draft perspective, yeah, but um, certainly just a overall super coach. It's, it's unreal. Um, yep. It helps us massively. And, yeah, we're, we're glad to give back. 
give everyone 100%. a bit of a leg up. And yeah, we can actually start to pump out a lot of the stats that we, we use on a week-to-week basis. We, we use the tippity tip of the iceberg and the rest of it, we can only go through so much in the 45 minutes we have in a podcast each week. Um, exactly. the season. So, yeah. And honestly, that's, that's why we started the, the system is as it were, it was just an Excel spreadsheet that you had. We created that to help us with the podcast, mm. something that we could store data to, you know, to follow stats along. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And now it's an absolute fucking beast. Oh, it's Frankenstein's and, monster. So it, it sort of feeds, you know, it feeds the, the podcast. Now it, it's the number mm. one stop shop for Supercoach for us and obviously everyone in the rubdown community. But yeah, I said I was going to suck its dick and I've just sucked it all the way down the chewy center. So get involved, guys. It's very good. Yeah. Um, Listener League. Now, because I have my phone as my camera at the moment, while I'm dribbling on here, can you get your phone up and just have a look on iTunes and just pick one of the latest, yes. one of the latest okay. reviews? I did have a little bit Press, of a read today. Love it. That's all right. I, I totally forgot that my phone was actually staring me in the face and I can't actually get on onto it. <laughs> but I had I had a little bit of a read today. Uh, there's a few of you the reviews me that coming in. A couple in. of absolute corkers. One one was fantastic. It was short, sweet, and to the point. And it said, uh, "What it say? Good blokes, sellouts." And all it said in the review <laughs> was, "Pay to win." And what do I always say about wit, Wooker? Yep. The heart of it, brevity is the heart of it. It is, it is, brother. It's something you've never been able to master, but I, I always remind you of it. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a couple of others. Pick one of the big ones and read that out, bro, because they, they, they humming. One of them, one of them starts with the weekly grub down or something like that. I was like, oh, already, like already, it's got me in stitches. Very so good. How, so keep keep them coming. So how do I how do I get to it? So go to uh, podcasts, click on the podcast, yep. and then scroll down to the reviews, and then oh, the, oh, you gotta scroll all the way down. Ah, oh, I see, see, see. Yep. All right. So first one, yeah. Do you want to do the weekly grub down? Yeah, let's do it. Let's pick that one. All right, weekly grub down. So this show is kind of like beers and break-evens for Supercoach Draft, but without any of the useful insight or witty banter. I'm convinced that Wooker <laughs> is some kind of robot that Natty created, so he'd have more excuses to get away from the missus and sink piss by himself. Wook, Not a bad Wook idea. malfunctions. Uh, <laughs> you malfunctioned while you read that bit. Oh, no, I oh, know. Um, Wook uh, malfunctions the minute he tries to remember the simplest details and takes four to six business days to process the comebacks um, to any of the passing insults thrown out by Natty or the Rue. Um, I'd be looking over your shoulder, Walker. Yeah, well, um, no one can do what I do, unfortunately, um, uh, because the second Natty works out how to get ChatGPT to do mm. spreadsheets. Interesting. The funny thing is, Getting Natty to work out anything, um, <laughs> anything to do with uh, technology, yep. uh, it's not, not really going to work, is it? No um, bueno. No, no bueno. bueno. Um, at the same time, if you cut out all the parts of the potty where Natty just regurgitates the stats that Wooker handed to him on, on a platter, then he wouldn't have content to fill a 30-second reel. Um, five Ooh. out of five, I listen every week. Love so it. Love I, it. Love it. To be honest. It's good. Yeah, you had me at weekly grub down. Yeah. <laughs> That's one yeah, of the that better was, ones. That was very good. 
my favorite bit in that one was Walker takes four to six business days to come up with a comeback. That's that's very nice. It's that's fair. Very good. It's fair. Accurate, accurate, and and really well written. So that's the sort of shit where we want from you guys. Um, and I mean, since we put it out in the podcast maybe a couple of days ago, we've had three reviews come through. Through so people are getting involved. Get on there. A lot of people say, oh, I don't have an iPhone and I can't get on iTunes. If you don't know someone with an iPhone that you can't just get on there and quickly find us and put a review in, you must live under a fucking rock. Everyone knows someone with an iPhone. So grab it, steal it, get on there, five-star review, and then keep an eye out on all the socials, on the Patreon for the winners because sort of I'm thinking mid-February we'll, we'll pick a date and we'll pick – our favorite eight, and we'll put that on the on the socials, and then you just get in contact with us and say, "Yep, that's my sledge." And look, you're in the listen league. That's how Boom. fucking easy it is. Yeah, easy peasy, and it is <sighs> a fucking good laugh. Good, um, it good is, chat mate. and bits on the um, on the group chat we set up for it too. It's the best. They were it on is, fire it last is the year. Best. Yep. All right, bro. Um, this could be a really quick rub down. Hooker is a disgusting position. That's why we usually do it first, get it out yep. of the way. Uh, should we do it? Yeah, mate. Let's let's hook it. Grant with it. With a dummy and almost untouched Harry Grant. They're hookers, so it's let's get you a rub down. All right, hookers. Yuck. Yeah. So, as a disclaimer at the start, these rankings very fluid. It's early in the piece. Things will change. As new information, injuries, uh, trial performance comes to light, we usually update this stuff. Um, we try and get it out in the podcast as we go along, but the best way to see the updated list is on the Patreon. Um, oh, man, hooker. I mean, what are we looking for here? It used to be you start with 80 minutes. Mm. You go, well, let's just talk about the 80-minute hookers. But even them... Even the 80-minute hookers, they're a fucking dying oh, breed now. They're, so, they're phased out of the game, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, just off the top of your head, let's look, look and talk about the guys that are, are 80 minutes. So not even in Harry Grant we're talking about. He, he's probably going to get spelled at points through, throughout his uh, season. You probably Cookie, look at... Cookie. Cookie, yeah. Yep. I, I, I was a little bit worried with um, Havili on the bench, but they seem to be rotating him through the middle at lock. Mm, yeah, so yeah. Cookie probably still remains an 80-minute. Blake Braley, he's a definite. Yeah, Reese Robson. Reese Robson, Reed Mahone, uh, Marnie. Yep. yep. Uh, that's but pro- even oh, Reed Marnie, But even Reed Marnie was getting spelled at times um, mm. last season. But, look, I, I do think that it's going to be um, – I think Reed's got in for a pretty big year, but yeah. So far as eighty-minute hookers go, I would have said last season. Oh yeah, you've got to be talking about Jaden Braley, but I mean, with the rise of Phoenix Crossland, he's going to yep. be sharing time for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so really, I mean, when we're talking about what you're looking for with a hooker, you're only looking at two blokes, and if you can't get them, don't worry about it, right? It's pretty much going to be the whole vibe of this podcast is you want Harry Grant or you want Jeremy Marshall King and you want them at value as well. You don't mm. want to be reaching for them um, regardless. So it really isn't a sexy position at all for Supercoach. And I remember when we first started Supercoach in 2013, mm. that's when you could have two hookers in your front row. So they were part of your front row. Yeah, and you could was, have two hookers. Unreal. Yeah, and I started running, with... run, run, running Farrah and um, 
Farrah and Smithy. Smith. I had Smith and Farrah, and they were uh, juggernauts. They were fucking juggernauts. Mm. And, and geez, times have changed. It's just, yeah, it's a piss-poor position. And, I mean, let's get into it. At the moment, this is our top 10. Uh, we've got 20 hookers ranked on the Patreon, but we'll just talk about the top 10 here as we've got them ranked. Harry Grant, number one, clear and away. Uh, it's not even close. He's going, to, he, he's going to have 10 points to daylight to second. Yep. JMK, number two, and that's pretty clear as well. Like, mm. he's on an island on his own as well uh, at number two. Damien Cook at three. Uh, Wade Egan at four. Now, this is where we'll probably have a bit of a conversation throughout this podcast is Appy versus Blake Braley. Because um, I can mm. see the positives and the negatives of both. But obviously, you've got Appy with his upside. He's got a little bit more upside than Blake Braley, but he's not going to play eighty minutes. And there is uh, a and he's also he's also he's also not going to play around twenty six. Yeah, well, they exactly big, huge, huge. Mm. Um, whereas you've got Blake Braley, probably doesn't have the upside, but you guarantee he's guaranteed eighty minutes every game. Mm. And and he's got that power base. He's got a 46 power base. So you're almost set and forget 40, 45 for 50 points. It's it's pretty bankable from him. Yep, 100%. So I would probably have Blake Braley at the five spot and then Appy just below. Um, and then well, I'd even, Reed Mar- I'm looking at it and I'm even pushing him below Reed Marnie. Appy below Reed Marnie? Yeah. Yeah, I look. It all comes down to how many minutes Appy can mm. can get together. Yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more about that when we start getting into the categories. But yeah, he can have really big games, and that's the thing. And we always talk about how much we love ceiling. Like I think it's hard over ceiling, and he is a guy that has ceiling that comes with his game. But yeah, it's just a worry. A lot of questions. Was he? Marks was he? Was he, get, was he getting those ceiling points though when he was playing halfback? Because you know he played about three games or four games even at half back. Or five he eight. did play well. He did well, but at the end of the oh. last season, um, he was playing nine, and he was but he was playing big minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he was scoring quite well with those with those minutes. So yeah. Anyway, hard. And uh, look, I wouldn't be taking him in, unless you're getting great value for him. Anyway, Reed Marnie does nothing for me. He needs 80 minutes. Is is he going to get 80 minutes? Who knows? But he needs every fucking second of those 80 minutes to be a mm. relevant hooker in Supercoach, right? I think he's he's been one of the um, the biggest hit by like the poor form of the forward pack because he he really needs a dominant forward pack to to have any attack and output. And yeah, I, I just feel like. Um, if Max King can have a really good season, that's going to bode well for him. But yeah, it's he's on thin ice, that's for sure. Mate, and you could say the exact same thing uh, about the next guy, Reese Robson. So we yep. saw him behind a bit of a dominant Ford pack a couple of years ago, and he was red, uh, averaging around those mid sixties. And mm. then last year, the Cowboys fucking pack was just atrocious, and he really yeah. suffered. He suffered in his his points, and unless that Ford packing can gain some dominance in games. I don't see him doing any better. Um, this season, Brandon Smith, the cheese, I mean, he's going to share minutes with with uh, whoever they place on the bench, whether that's Watson Sandon or Smith, Smith or Watson. Yeah, so, um, I mean, he has the ability 
to go a lot better in 2024 if they utilize him at lock more. Mm. Uh, but if he's coming on, he's playing hooker. And the thing is, and we talked about this when Cheese went to the Roosters, we're like, they don't need him to be the Cheese that the Storm needed him to be. Yeah, yeah. Just get good delivery. Kieran needs good ball. Sam Walker needs good ball. They need to get the ball to the weapons outside. They're not a through-the-guts the team. No. They want to attack on the edges. So it just doesn't work but well che- with his cheese game, it, does it? And, and Cheese isn't that type of hooker where his, his service out of dummy half is not the best in the league by far. And no. it's, I mean, at, at times he, he does struggle, but he has so, had some pretty good games last season towards the back end, which, yeah, it was probably the um, some of the better games I've seen him at hooker, to be honest. He's he's honestly the only guy that I, I can see some progression in his score. But again, oh, that's because he, 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 he only averaged 46 last season. Like we, yep, exactly, we we'd be exactly. we'd be expecting him to get mid fifties for sure. Yep. Um, Jaden Braley, but coming off his second ACL, mm. that's a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah. And then it just falls off the side of a fucking cliff after that. So yep. anyway, let's um let's work our way through them. If you're new to the position rubs, we go through um, a category. So we have elite which is usually picks one to 10. These guys are averaging 70, 75 plus. They're the fucking, the big dicks. Then yep, we go yep. into your guns. This is usually picks 11 to 30, round two or three in a 10-man league. You want these guys to be getting 60 plus. Hmm. Then the sweet spot, which is where a lot of these guys will fall. This is picks 31 to 70, round four to seven in a 10-man league, at least a 55, but, Looking at these guys, it's probably more like a low 50s, mid 50s sort of range here. Mm. Bargain basement, which is big 71 to 110. I mean, for hooker, uh-huh. this is going to be a barren wasteland. Um, yeah. This is rounds 8 to 11 in a 10-man league. Yes, it's value, but it's going to be punts. It's going to be guys that are you know probably going to benefit from some injuries. And then Hail Mary. Hey. These are just fucking cunts that are playing park footy at the moment. Picks 110 plus rounds 12 to the end of your draft in a 10 man league. I don't so, mind. I don't mind the hail marys for for hooker. It's the it's a bargain basement where you can really get tripped up with um, if you're carrying them on the bench. They're AEU nightmares and yeah, it's, it's something I don't really want to have in my. It's side. tough, isn't it? Because mm. unless you have, look, I mean, if you've got a, a bench like Guru and his Mickey Mouse League do, where you've got 15 people on the bench, you can fucking pick up cunts that, you know, are playing <laughs> park footy and put them on your bench and it's not going to worry you. But if you're playing in a serious league like ours, where we only have four players on the bench, you're not going to be able to waste one of those spots with one of these specky hooker picks. Oh, uh, do you reckon you'll be picking up Sonny Luke again? Probably, probably, <laughs> or some some other bloke that we've never heard of, and yeah, and he'll give us the spiel, mate. You haven't seen him. This kid could be anything. Blah, 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 blah. We've all heard it before, haven't we? Yeah, we've all got the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into it, bro. Let's get into the elite. The elite, best of the best. I got a booty. <laughs> And there's only one guy we need to talk about here, and it's Harry Grant. Yeah. Uh, have you ever owned Harry Grant? I have, I have. Um, and look, he was he was fantastic. I, I think I owned him the season that he went to the Tigers, 
his breakthrough season. Um, mm. Fucking unreal, man. He was yep. he was absolutely to die for. It was um, he, he was punching out the scores that you kind of expect from a seasoned veteran. And yeah, he's he's hit the ground running. And and last season, like one of the detractions that I've had for Harry Grant in the captains league, especially, is previously lacked a bit of ceiling, but he topped the ton yep. like four or five times last season. And I mean, the thing that has crept into his game that I'm a little bit wary of is those floor games where he'll he's dropping 30s and 40s on the reg, um, which is a concern. And that's really blown out his um, coefficient of variance a bit. But yep. look, he is still solid as fuck. He's, um, he's not the set and forget captaincy option, but holy fuck, he's a... He's got to be in that top 10 somewhere. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I owned him last year, uh, and he was my first pick. Obviously, I think it was pick eight. I was really happy at pick eight to get him there. But you're right. I didn't expect these 40s to be creeping into his Mm. game. And in the end, I couldn't trust him to be my captain. Um, And that ultimately, that indecision, indecisiveness that I had with him ultimately lost me a few big bets um, because if he had have been solid throughout the whole year, I wouldn't have hesitated in captaining him. So there was one week where I'd been captaining Greg Marzu and Joe Manu, and that was going swimmingly. Like I was, if you remember correctly, I was Mm. pumping my captains. My captain choices were so good, and I wasn't even touching Harry Grant. Yeah, man, I was was hearing it every fucking podcast, so it's fine. It's it's the the only thing I was doing right. (laughs) And then then the week where he scored 144, I was in a bet round, and because I had that indecisiveness with him, I didn't captain him, and that really cost me. If I had have captained mm. him, I would have won Sean Johnson, and who knows how the season would have panned out for me. So that mm. really is a, as you can tell, there's some pain in my voice, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and it really did been. hurt me. Exactly, 100%. So, and like I said, the other podcast when we were doing the season opener, I wanted to stay completely clear of him. I was like, I don't mm. want to go through that again. And then I tried to find all the stats in the world to back that up, and I just couldn't. The more I I dove into Harry Grant, the more excited I got about him. Now, I've got plenty to say about him, and I don't want to waste it here because we've got a segment at the back end of the podcast called Chub Rubs, and they're guys that we are really getting hard over. One of the guys that I'll be talking about is Harry Grant. But I will say this. We have – we are Harry Grant believers, but we've got him at the back end, so – pick nine, pick 10, because if you pick Harry Grant, you need to ensure that you get someone with a a better ceiling. And the reason we like him at the back end of a sort of a a 10-man draft, say you you pick him up, pick 10, and you couple that with a To'o or a Mazu or any of the other fucking ceiling guys that are going to be available on the turn there, I really like that. But... Mm. If you get Harry, if you reach for Harry Grant and you fuck yourself over, and you, there's not much ceiling to be had in your next pick, that's where you'll find yourself. Where I was, and um, but I will, I will say this: just pick Harry Grant. Just don't go into the pick thinking that he's going to be a set and forget captain every week. Yeah, because he well, was, and, and that's year. what that's that's what you brought him in for, and it hurt it hurt you at times. Yep. yep. Uh, and it, it, yeah, look, it's it's a tough one because yeah, he has definite ceiling now. And look, 
the Storm's run in the finals is – we'll go, we'll go through that later. Yeah, Wait but, until I hook, hook these, some of these stats into your veins later on, bro. It's mm. going to be Viagra. You're going to be very excited. <laughs> Like it. All right, let's get into the next category, which guns. is the guns. Lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Mm-mm-mm. Yes, he does. So two guys you want to talk about here is Jeremy Marshall King and Damian Cook. Uh, do you want to lead it off and talk to me about JMK a little bit? Yeah, so look, I'm going to talk about Jeremy Marshall King a little bit later in the chub rub, he is the he's the one for me. But um, look, he had an injury injury interrupted season at times, and um, th- there's a couple of couple of different um, things I'll talk about later. One of them is obviously the injury injury games. You take them out, his his average jumps about ten points. It's it's hectic. Mm. Um, mm. The, the other side of it is the Bennett effect, and I'll talk a bit more about that later. But yeah, it's it's something we need to take into consideration because it usually hits um, hits the hookers in their second season that play under Bennett. So. It's yep. an interesting one, um, but yeah, it's they've got a couple of decent, um, decent young hookers as well. So they they might be looking to give give them some time and blood them. So it's I'm a little bit concerned, and I do want to see um, what the trials look like for them before I make a decision. But yeah, definitely got some things to talk about later. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the thing with Jeremy Marshall King is he's got a nice base to start from. He's making. Mm around that 36, 38, 39 tackles a game, which is a nice base to work from. But like we talked about with uh, Reid Marnie and Reese Robson not playing behind dominant forward packs, that's not the case with JMK. That forward pack for the Dolphins is fucking amazing. And they've only oh. added to it bringing Flegler in. So, oh, yeah. You know, barring injury for JMK, very excited about what he can produce um, in 2023. I don't want to talk about him too much and steal any of your thunder when you talk about him in the Chub Rubs. But, yeah, he is just one of those guys that I think you're going to be pretty happy with. Just off the top of your dome, where would you like to take him in the draft? Oh, it's a a real tough one because I wouldn't even take him in the top 30. If, like... Mm. I, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I'm I'm thinking somewhere in the 30s, so probably mid 30s. Yep. So fourth yep. round pick. Um, yep. It's just so tough because hooker's not a position I'm willing to sell the farm on, and I'm not entirely no. convinced on. Um, like I, I'm com- I'm I'm confident that he'll go well. I'm just concerned about the Bennett effect. That's that's pr- probably why I wouldn't be spending a, a round three pick on him. Also, it, it sort of comes into that um, that gamble matrix that we were talking about the other day where it's like, okay, if I have to take Jeremy Marshall King in round three, what am I passing up to take to mm. take him there? What else is available there? And and, and also, and, like, in, in the finals, though, like the strength of schedule for, for our final system for rounds 23 to 26, they play the Wars, they play the Storm, and then they play the Broncos. Um, they play the dogs in between that, but mate, it's a tough bloody run against three of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, he's got he's got that forty six base power to work with, so you're at least got a solid floor. But fuck, like for a player that you'd want to be keeping the whole season, yeah, I don't know if I'd be looking um, at his upside there. 
And we know that Harry Grant, his strength of schedule really works in nicely oh, with his output. Yeah. And we haven't seen too much of JMK that we can say, okay, a really favorable strength of schedule is going to benefit him and his output. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's just not enough data there to say like, okay, when he comes up against poor middles or poor um, teams that he scores really well. Yeah. Um, Cause he was just scoring against anyone last year. So it's hard. The only guy that you can really say, okay, he's got a great strength of schedule and we love him. And that's Harry Grant, but it's, it's also hard because like the dolphins were a new team and there wasn't any video sessions or anything that teams could have against that, um, those teams. They just had a, a like a standard defensive structure this yeah. season. They'll have taped a run through. They'll have uh, like, um, methods to deal with JMK's influence on the games because he definitely had the run of the mill with a lot of their attacking output and he was the yep. architect for a lot of their uh, like attacking output and their success. So, yep. yeah, I, I do feel like he will be targeted in defense a fair bit more. And so with Cody Nicarima probably being carried on the bench as mm, number 14. That's fucking de- – that, that is terrifying. What are we talking about there? Getting JMK. Mm. Yep. Mm. Because, yes, he was playing big minutes last year, but there were a lot of injuries in the halves for the Dolphins. So yep. that sort of and took up form. a lot of Cody Nicarima's time, right? So if the halves are settled, um, maybe they go with Sean O'Sullivan hmm. and Katoa in the halves and they're fit, yeah, firing, yeah. And, and good to go. I can't see them getting benched or getting some time off. You want your halves playing a full game to... to to work them into the, continuity the vibe well. of the game, hundred percent. Yeah. So if Cody Nickram is going to come on and rest anyone, you would think it's going to be JMK. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that that, like I said, that frightens me because, yeah, with any of these these hookers, as soon as their minutes get stuck and played with, their uh, super coach output drops dr- dramatically. Big time, big time. Um. All right. Let's talk about uh, Damian Cook. Now, Cookie slowly but surely is declining in his super coach output. That's just father time. I mean, how old is he? Let me have a look here. He'd be... He'd be 32, maybe? He's 31. 32, bro. He's 32. Oh, mate. Hit it on the nose. Hit it on the nose. 32, doing a lot of miles in the middle there, making a lot of tackles. Um, I think he's one of the better tacklers in... Yeah, he is. He is. So he, he makes... Is. He makes 40 tackles a game. That's a great base to work from. Mm. Uh, over the last few seasons, I mean, he had a he had a great season in 2022. That was a real outlier. And we did say that in uh, our draft prep for 2023. We're like, he's a bust. He is not going to average 75, which he didn't. He went out and um, he averaged 65, which is closer to what his 2021 average was. And I think mm. you can probably expect the same with Grant. If he gets that 80 minutes, mm. I think you'll get – Low 60s, mid 60s, 65 average, something like that. Very similar. Yeah. Great base, 47. Has a little bit of attacking upside in him, although the Bunnings are quite a lateral uh, attacking uh-huh. side, which hurts it's his. Not, it's, not, it's not the days of him and the him and Muzzo Murray show. No, it's, no. And that's where they used to feed off one another. It's, it's really changed. Yep. So, and I mean... He was he was pretty consistent. He his CV was around that twenty six percent, so he was quite mm. consistent. Um, he d- doesn't have a ceiling. He only scored above a hundred twice. Uh, even with some of the games where he yeah, he scored 
tries. You know, he he, he played one game, scored mm. tries. He scored sixty five points. Another one, he scored seventy two points. That's a worry. Yeah. I mean, and and we're talking about a guy that you know two years ago we were taking in in the first round. Now I don't want to look at Cookie till man if he's there round five in the pick forties. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to worry about him until then. And that's and that's the thing. Like with, with a lot of these a lot of these hookers, there are so many other players that will be averaging significantly higher. Why are we rushing to get yeah, exactly. that spot filled? It's not you're not yep. getting your bang for your buck like you used to in seasons gone by. And people are going to take Damien Cook in in round three on in, name alone. In sort of the hundred yep. percent. And you you got to think like, well, who can I get in round three that is going to get me a, a higher ceiling, a better floor, um, maybe or, even a captaincy, or, 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 vice or captain, a, or a stab, or a stab. You, you go at someone like sure. a, a, a Pappenhausen. Or and you got to think or, that, or Tedesco that, or something like that, and you got to think that's going to be better going with that, and then picking up someone like a Reed Marnie in what round seven mm, or something yeah, like that, yeah. and getting forty five to fifty points out of him, and just set and forget that's what he's going to do. Reed Marnie's going to toil around in the background, and you picked him there because you're not after anything. Just do your job, Reed. But with your pick three. You want that upside, you, honestly. If you with your pick three, you want a vice captain option. That's how good you mm. want it to be. And Damien Cook, he ain't a VC option anymore. Not even no. close. Not even close. Well, your VC option has to be someone who will either go big or go small. He he just doesn't go big anymore. Yeah, he's just run of the mill. And like you said, his name is going to. Work him out of the drafts. For he's going to drive like his price up. Yeah, he's going to drive his yep. price up too much for us to be interested. Hundred percent. So, I mean, there when we're talking about um, guns, uh, JMK is the man, and um, I can't wait to hear you suck his dick later because I'm I'm keen on him too. I'm really keen on him. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the next category, and that is the sweet spot, baby. No, so nothing's working here. Oh, fucking media te- thing's not this working. Is, this is what I was saying before. That um, you can't teach him any new technology. He, he just fucks it up. I've it's learned like, it's it. A- it's just the technology isn't good <laughs> enough to keep up with me. That's what. That's what's. That's what's going he's on. He's got. Here. He's got himself a new laptop. He's got everything. All the bells and whistles. He still can't get it to work though. Fucking hell. Come on, you fucking slut. Anyway, sweet spot. That's what we're going to talk about here. You absolute slut of a thing. You missed missed a very very awesome sting. Sorry, boys and girls. Maybe I'll put it in. Maybe I'll um, do it in post-production. Do it in post. If I've I've got the time. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Okay, so this is where guys like Blake Braley, Appy, Reed Martin, Reese Robson, Wade Egan, Cheese, Jaden Bradley. That's this is where these guys are going to fall. So talk to me. Who out of this list um, are you thinking about? Like, who do you um, like here? You mean positively, or just thinking about? Just anyone. I mean, if they pop up in round five, round six, oh, who's the uh, first guy that you want to look at? A couple of them, like Abby Corusel, interests me a little bit. Um, Blake Braley, Wade Egan. Um, cheese even, like throw a stab at the yep. stumps. 
Look, fuck any of them except for Robson, to be honest. Um, so like Reed Marnie, even like I'd reckon we'd be able to get him at least at value mm. in the draft. I don't think you're going to have to sell a farm to get him. And look, Bulldogs don't have don't have a buy in the um, round twenty three to twenty six. Could do could do worse with a lot of the incoming cattle. My big my big drama, and we mentioned it earlier, was the fact that they haven't really invested in their forward pack, and that's that's a big concern to me. But yeah, um, I've just mentioned all of them. To be fair, um, the only one big one that I'm just putting a line through, he will fall in that bracket. But Jaden Braley, just that ACL risk after what happened to me last season. You're not going to take someone just, with an ACL coming coming off an ACL. You're not going to do that again. Coward. Meow. Well, I certainly won't do it to three <laughs> to, 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 to two players in my top five. I had three of my top five get season-ending injuries. Yeah. That, that yeah. yeah. What about what? What yeah, are you, mate? What, which one? Which ones? Which ones are these? Do, do you like? Waiting is very interesting. Let's have a chat about him. Yep, so I like it. In 80-minute games, he averaged 63. So he obviously has a decent injury in him, and he has for the last three seasons. Yeah. Um, but he had, he had one injury-affected game and one game off the bench. If you take those two away, he has a 59 average. So if we're looking at sort of the predicted team for the Warriors coming into 2024, obviously they're going to carry Dylan Walker. But – can you see anyone else coming in and playing hooker? Then they don't use Dylan Walker as oh, a hooker. He Freddie, comes in and they, plays they've 13. Used Freddie, Freddie Lussick in bit bit part through the season. So he's stolen minutes off um off Egan a few times throughout the season. Realistically, when they bring on um when they bring on Walker, he's usually going through the middle a bit. So 100%. he's he's playing and as I, a second second option. Can you see them carrying Dylan Walker and Freddie Lussick? That's two oh, spots. I don't think so. With, I don't think so. Yeah. Now but, the reason but, I bring it up because oh. if they if they only have Dylan Walker on the side, Wade Egan he he becomes very interesting because he's mm. going to get good yeah. minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Better output and too. And it might be a guy that you know no one's really thinking about. He may slip in drafts. He might get some good value for him. You know, if you get him in round six, round seven pick 60 plus something like that i can see a little bit of value there um you don't think there's going to be a bit of regression in some of the um like the attack and output with teams catching wise to a lot of the um like the afb runs and things like that that he was getting cheap stats for look i think there is and i think there'll be a regression with afb himself as well I think the reason why they had so much success in the middle is because they were attacking so well on the edges. Like that right mm. edge was just beating teams hand out. Of course, it seems to spread. Yeah. So that defense is just getting spread thin. And then you've got big cunts like AFB hitting gaps, Tohu Harris turning blokes under, and Egan just jumping at a hooker uh, with some space there. So. I mean, unless the Warriors' attack is stifled somehow and we mm. don't see SJ, RTS, Charles Nickel Clock said, DWZ, mm. all these fucking fantastic, fantastic attacking players back it up, then I still think there will be some space in the middle for Wade Egan. And I mean, a 56 point average from 2023. 
there is room for growth there. I, like I, I can I can see him doing better. Like I said, got some really low minute games um, in there due to injury or suspension. Or I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah, there's a 29 minute game there, a 39 minute game, a 36 minute game. You know, you start fucking them off, and his average starts to become pretty tasty. So, yeah. he out of that list. Out of that list in the sweet spot, he's probably the guy that I'm most excited about because I think there's definite room for growth. Whereas yeah. the other guys there's a lot of lot of question marks over. Like oh, if you look at a lot of ifs, ands, or buts, isn't there? Yeah. Appy's hard, man. Like what? Average fifty six, so same sort of output that Wade Egan had. Um he had eleven games where he played eighty minutes. In those 80-minute games, he averaged 72. And you're like, oh, okay. Now we're let's let's start diving into this a little bit. But in non-80-minute games, dis- disregarding the injury game and the game that he started at 13, he had a mm. 45 average. So it's a huge difference here. Mm. So the question is, does he play 80 or not? And I don't think he does. I mean, they're nah, going to carry... They've got Simpkins and a few others that they'll, they'll want to put through as well 100% man 100% I mean yeah he did have a really good back end um, he was of the on fire. season he was absolutely on fire yeah he in- got injured in round 15 went on to play uh, 6 out of 8 games or 80 minute games um, the other 2 were 60 plus uh, minute games so a lot of minutes there for Appy and he averaged 69 so we nice. know he can be good with the minutes yeah, nice. <laughs> we know he can be good with the minutes, but the big question is, does he get the minutes? And I don't think he I does. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, that, Look, that's the, what I mean. Like, the, it the could other, work the, out, but. The other big question mark is they've got two new halves that he's going to be playing with. Like, those are combinations mm. that are going to take time to meld. Because, like, Dewey's yep. not going to be back for until, I don't know, maybe round six or something like that. If he comes back, there's talk of him coming into center, not even making the team. Like there's there's a bit of chatter like that. Like I don't know. There's there's huge question marks on the Tigers this season, for sure. And um, does it still stand? Uh, our little saying, let's not take guys with little tigers next to their name. No, I I'm hundred percent. It could be another season of that. Look, the the, the whole death knell. The the discussion is around twenty six by. And yep. unless you're yep. in you're in around twenty five grand final, I'm not looking at him. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah, well, there's just too many question marks to take that punt. Like he's just mm. not good enough to, to yeah, take. Spe- that especially punt. out of that, out of the list of the guys we're talking about, him and Jaden Braley are the two that I'm. I've got the biggest question marks on. Mm. And I mean, if you look, just going back to to Wade Egan, obviously not great if you have a grand final round 27 because the Warriors don't play that, that round. But Conversely, if, you're 23 to, if you have a 23 to 26 final system, Warriors have got the best strength of schedule. You've only got to navigate two buyers through the season as well. So interesting, interesting. Mm. Egan, mm. Egan is a very interesting pick for me. I, Where would you place him? I want to take him in round seven. I want to take him 60 plus. I think you'd have to pay round six though to get him. 
and it's going to be a case of what's available around there. Like mm. if I'm if I'm at round six um, and we're in the pick fifties, and I'm having a look around and I'm going, nothing really there. Like I'm I'm, look, I'm probably looking at CTWs by that point, yeah. And I'm going, look, there's nothing here that interests me. What what I'm trying to say is, it, it there, there literally has to be a barren wasteland for I me can, to start I, picking I can, I, I can hookers in round six. I can see in a lot of leagues a run on hookers in rounds five and six, and Ooh, it's about please, holding your don't nerve. Don't do that, guys. It's, yep, it's holding your nerve it. and just not going with the group. Just hold out. Yep, there'll be so so much more value if if that happens. You actually want that mm. to happen. You want there no, to be no, a run exactly. yeah. on a shit position like hooker or front row forward, and you just go, "Be my guest, cunts. Go get them." And you just be water, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So you got to do, baby. Just be water. And there's there's um, a sort of time to start throwing in throwing in like just in one on one chats with a few people in your league, just about saying, "Oh, hookers real tough, man. You want to be sorting out that position early." Just <laughs> sowing us a few seeds of doubt and through them, getting them a bit um, panicked. You have that in a few people, and the, as soon as the, the hookers start to drop. A few of those people jump on board, and it just holds holds up a fair bit of value. Especially the guys that are picking around you, mm, to either side right. of you, yep. they're the guys you want to be talking to. Just get in their ear, um, put highlight packages together. <laughs> like only talk about Epic Coruscant's last eight games where oh, he yeah. played eighty minutes. Like just bring that up. Just go fuck. He averaged like eighty points in the back end of the season, bro. Epic's a gun. Yeah, and just bring that up. That just bring that up at the pub. Yeah. Just start talking about Supercoach and just start, just start going, you know who interests me? Happy Coruscant, baby. Ooh. And just start planting the seed. It's the year planting, of the tiger, especially, baby. Especially if coming. they're rookies too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for helping rookies out to a point, but it gets to a point where you grab your sword, your shield, and you go, you're on your own, champ. <laughs> you either sink or swim. Oh, mate, it's, it's time, time to turn this um no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Okay, yeah. Um, Reed Marnie, I've never been a big fan of him. Yes. He's, shown, he's shown glimpses of his attack in Paris and, and all that in his last season, I think, at the Eels. And look, he's found he's found it pretty tough. And a, a lot of players who've gone to the Bulldogs have found it tough to find their feet in, a, in an attacking sense. A lot of it has to do with he's, they're not getting ball in good attacking positions, and a lot of that has to do with the fucking forward roll-on. So, mm. I mean, I touched on it before about uh, Maxi King. He played through that sternum injury for a lot of the season. Didn't really get the output that we were expecting from him. Um, didn't really have good backup with, obviously, TPJ. Um not really having his head in the game and leaving at the end of the season and then Luke Thompson being injured as well. I think with having full season with Liam Knight and a few of the other um, other guys like Sutton playing through the middle and all that, maybe that, that helps. I'm not sure. I still think they need another forward to really bolster that forward pack. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a few question marks to read money, but there's a lot of incoming, really quality incoming cattle. Very yep. interesting to see how this team goes. He's the type of guy that if you pop your head in round eight, so pick 70 plus, and he's there, 
you go, okay, I'm starting to think about him because he is he's working with a 54 average, but he's also got a couple of what's he's got 35 minute game in there, a 26 minute game where he scored 20, so that hurts his average. But I will say this: you take those out, but you do have to take the games where he played 80 minutes and scored 33, 39, yeah. 33 again. Do you know what I mean? Like 80 uh, minutes and scoring 33 points is mm. disgusting. And I don't know if I, that's in any language that yeah. translates to poo poo. That's no but, good. But but part of that, part of that is like they were working with fuck all possession because they were just shit with the ball as well. Um, that, that, we, was a, that, was a, that was a team, that was a team issue. More Where than, was the more 50 than, tackles then from him? Yeah, you want yeah, that. That's that's, true. That, he's, that's the, true. he's the type of guy that you're like, you don't want them to have possession. He usually makes 50 to 55 the, the, tackles a game. But the problem is they were getting busted over the edges. <laughs> I just was, think he just the, wasn't getting involved. No, uh, maybe. It's just like, get involved, pal. Um, yeah. So it's he's he's has to be a value pick for me. Like it has to be like screaming value where you just like – Oh wow, he's fallen. That's tasty. Mm. I'll take him. Sweet, but you're not you're not excited about it. You're like, man, just get in there, do your work. But yeah, you're yeah. right. If the Ford pack sorts their shit out, you know, you might we might go back to seeing that uh. fifty five to sixty average from Reed Marnie. But but just he doesn't excite me. I'm just I'm just not into it. Yeah. Um, the other guys we've got here, cheese. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a he's a value pick for mine. Um, he's he's both a value pick, and he, I've got him in a bit later as my sleeper. Um, he's definitely one that I think he's he's got potential to bump his average by maybe ten to fifteen points easily. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's he's a value pick for mine. You'll get it. You'll get him heaps cheaper than um, he, he probably should go. I think. Another guy that's his name will probably work in his favour getting overdrafted. Mm. But, yeah, it's just hard to say. He did have a really good back end of oh, the was, season. He was absolutely like, dog shit at the start, though. Yeah, like he ended the season from round 21 on. He went 73, 75, 47, oh, 34. That's gross. 68, mm. 79, 66. So, like, I mean, and... His minutes weren't huge. Like no. his minutes were. He was having good attacking output. That's that's what was that's what was happening. Mm, I don't know. I'll I'm not. You, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not. I'm not huge. Huge on on taking that punt. To be honest. Yep. Yeah, I'm not big on it. Um. All right. Let's keep the vibe of the show rolling and get into some really sexy picks here. Ooh. <laughs> Not much to fucking it's, talk it's, about. It's hooker, mate. It's hooker, mate. There's no, there's no sexy positions. Disgusting, disgusting. Well, that's the way bargain basement works. I'm very aroused. Mate, the media board's fucking humming now. Yeah, he's got it. It's, it's I, I never, up, should baby. Have, never, never should have doubted you. <laughs> Pressing buttons. I've got a lot going on over here, bro. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I, I try not to move too much. I've got too much. I, I don't trust technology. If I bump it, it could just completely fall apart. I've got no idea. <laughs> um, but bargain basement. This is pick seventy-one. Pretty much seventy-one, eighty, sort of plus. Yeah. Um, it's you, you're trying to search for value, but in this position, there isn't much. Um, you know, Brendan Hands from Parramatta. Um, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't mm. even go there. I, I, I think there's only really one, and that's that's little Jacob Little. Little, and even he won't be playing big minutes. Um, I mean, who else? Who else have the Dragons got? They've oh, got okay. this bloke. I can't remember his name. Let me just see if I can quickly search it. They got they got rid of um, Jaden Sullivan. He's he's fucked off to Connor Mullison. Anyway, young oh, hooker. He um, was he was a guy at the at South. He used to come in. Um, used to come in when Crookie was on Origin duty, wasn't he? Yeah, handy little footballer. So he'll come on. I mean, Jacob Little might do enough to get a forty, forty-five, something like that, but. Yeah, I don't see a lot coming from him. But, I mean, we've never really expected a lot from Little anyway. So at this sort of pick, you know, really late in the draft when there's nothing going on, again, this late this late in the draft, you want to make sure there's nothing else available there. I mean, when you're if you're thinking about Jacob Little, you want to sort of be looking at front row forward and saying, is there any value at front row forward here before I take this fucking cunt? Because he really mm. doesn't offer a lot at all. Yeah. Um, Actually, that Mo Mo Houston, it's a it's a different player. He actually played six games okay. last year. Didn't get any tries. Didn't get any tries. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, a guy. Look, I know Brandon Hands is there, but Lusick came on and looked quite good in the limited minutes that he did play. Um, I mean, he was averaging. I actually like the, I, I like the look of him more than Hands, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, he was making 37 tackles a game. That was the same as um, Marnie mm. was in the games that he played. So, I mean, he wasn't doing great. In the 80 minutes that he played in three games there, Lusick, he scored 56, 39, 46. Not great by any means, but, I mean, we are talking about fucking pick 110 here and you're not going to get great. And, look, it's so hard, isn't it? Because for me personally, if I'm at this point, if I'm – Round nine, round ten, and I don't have a hooker. I'm probably going to AE the position. Let's yeah. be honest. It's the it, like it is the it is sailed. it is the one position out of the whole lot that I'm strongly considering AE. Yeah, if the cards don't and, fall my way, and this will happen organically as well, right? Because you'll start, you'll be like looking around, you'll be like, "Fuck, there's no hooker. I'll pick this guy." Pretty much, I've already got my second rows sorted. But this second rower here gives me more value than picking the next best hooker. I'll pick him, put him on your bench. All of a sudden, your bench starts looking quite nice, and you're like, well, fuck, I want to grab some of the points on my bench. And so organically, that's happened, and you're like, mm-hmm. right, I'll just AA my hooker spot and get some points off my bench. Yeah. Especially if your bench looks like the lowest score is going to be 50. If you've got a staunch, if you've got a staunch bench and you're not carrying any AE nightmare players like your Jason Saabs and, and all that sort of stuff, then fucking nice. And it also, it also affords you the flexibility for your VC loop. So all you do every week, if you're AE your hooker spot, is you pick up the hooker from whatever team is on the buy. Uh, you know, some bench hooker, just say the Dolphins in the bye, you pick up some bench hooker that's not in play anyway, whoever's available in that side. Mm. You put that hooker in your hooking spot. That means you have all round, that 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 player will stay live and not locked out until the very last game. And it's guaranteed to stay live because they're on the bye. And now you have all game to figure out what you want to do with your loop because you know yeah, you can yeah, captain exactly. that player 
and the loop happens. Rather than having to go, okay, who do I need to pick up now? He's already played. He's locked out. Fuck what I'm going to do there. It's just a constant VC loop option ready to go. The loop option's always there if you've got an AE position. So there is a lot of upside to, yeah, look, going down that route. Don't think that, oh, God, I didn't pick a hooker. I'm going to have to A. Don't think that that is a, a, a negative thing for your team. You can really make it work for you. We did it last yeah, year yeah. in the Listener League. Yep. We ended up AE in our hooker spot because we had Jaden Braley. And it really did give us great flexibility with our VC loop options. Mm. Every week was just a breeze to work out whether we wanted a VC or captain. So, yeah, it can work for you. Don't be afraid of going down the AE um, route. Yeah, for sure. And look, there's a, there's a number of options that you could have for, for stabs as well um, this season. Guys like Ray Stone, he's still got the hooker, hooker position. Unlikely to, um, to really get a, a, a gig unless there's injuries. Um, but yeah, he's, he's obviously back from, back from injury himself. Connor Watson, back from injury again. Um, he's, he's an, he's an injury away from like having a, enough time to actually make an, an impact. Look, mm. it, it's a real tough position though. Like outside of those ones, um, that we spoke about before, maybe Lachlan Croker late in the draft as well. Um, bargain basement sort of area. He's, he's the other, what are, other you, one. what are your thoughts on, I mean, Sam Verrills will never be super coach relevant, but Chris Randall, obviously rotating through the front row in 2023 was very interesting. And mm. his output went through the roof when he was doing so. What's your thoughts on Randall? And what's your thoughts on this Titans makeup with Desi coming in? Is Randall going to be a part of this team or it's, is it going to be Clark or what the fuck? It's tied so heavily on where Tino ends up playing because they've brought Palacia in. Palacia can can play on an edge. He's not going to, but he can play on an edge or he, he'll most, most likely play through the middle, um, obviously through uh, front row forward. They've got Mofo already. Um, there has been talk of Tino moving to back to lock, um, which I think would be a great position for him. And if that happens, then Randall will certainly get minutes through the middle. He'll also probably play a little bit through hooker spot. And I think that's great for him. Um, it's obviously doesn't bode well for Verrills, but Verrills was never more than at best a 50, 50 point plotter um, at your, your hooker spot. If he's sharing time, um, significant time, he's, he's not even a consideration. So I'd be, I'd be really looking closely at the trials just to see where Palace ends up um, playing through. Um, because that, yeah, it's, that'll, it's, that'll, that'll, that'll determine a bit of, um, of where you want to be drafting Randall and if, if you do it all. A couple of the predicted team lists I've seen for the Gold Coast Titans doesn't have Randall in it at all. I think that's criminal. He, he's a fucking fantastic, like almost your Ruben Kai player. Isaac Liu at 13, Aaron Clark Fuck. at 14. <laughs> that's a waste, man. Because, because Aaron Clark. I mean, I guess Aaron Clark's probably more versatile than Randall, Jamie Jolliffe, Kenan Palacia, and then I mean, Isaac jo- for Saul Malawi. Jolliffe was injured for such a, a decent period of time. When he did come back, he was he was quite good. He was very good. Jolliffe uh, was very good, wasn't he? Uh, so, I mean, yes, I do like Randall if he is eventually named there, but it seems as though he might be the odd one out here. And that means you just put a line through the, the Titans hookers there, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, they've never really been super coach relevant, have they? No, no. Randall, Randall was good when he was rotating through the front row, but like you said, mm. there were a lot of injuries in the Titans yeah. pack, and he was sort Oops. of like a Mister Fix It there. Probably not their first option for that bloke to be running with the ten on his back in the middle, no. right? Because he's no. quite a small bloke. Um, yeah. Another guy I want to talk about here, and there's a reason why we haven't brought him up yet, and it's Lachlan Croker. And now, if, if there's one guy that needs every second of his 80 minutes to be <laughs> even a sniff of relevant, it's Lachlan Croker. And by the looks of things, he will not get 80 minutes because we've got that Gordon... Chicum. Chen Kum. Come on your chin, whatever his name is. Chen Kum so now the way Guru talks about him, um, and we put a lot of stock in the way that Guru talks about young players, loves a bit of come on his chin. I mean, uh, Gordon, <laughs> whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so look, if, if he's getting coming on and getting thirty minutes, <laughs> he's coming on getting thirty minutes. Lachlan, Lachlan Craig will get nothing. He'll get absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, you can put a line straight through him. I'm not interested in no, the he, he, he scraped in a 52, and that was with a 70-minute 70, 70 average last season. With what we've seen from um, Kum Tong um, last season, and I think he, he played some of the internationals as well, like he's got to play more minutes. and For sure. I, I can't see a scenario where Lachlan Croker doesn't regress in minutes and He's so, like you said, his PPM is so tied to his average. So, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's get into the last category here, and that is the hail mary. Hail mary time here, four seconds. We're gonna bet it all. You son of a bitch! I'm in. I don't even know if there's any hail marys here to speak of. Um, Tyson Smoothie. Oh no no, Blake Moser, mate. Blake Moser, it's the year of the Moes. Moser, um, our boy, um, Gordon, come on your chin. He's not a, I mean, if he comes if he comes on and he he really starts to put it on, maybe they bench Lachlan Croker, maybe they give him more minutes. You know what's an interesting one? Sandon Smith. If he gets the nod over Connor Watson, mm. you'll have a guy that's going to eventually have halfback hooker eligibility. And if either Cheese or Sam Walker go down with a decent injury, Sandon Smith is going to be very relevant. So I do love that gamble if you've got space on your bench. Mm. Now the question is, yeah. does he get that 14? I'm not, I I'm not exactly don't. sure. I, I, I don't. And- I think he played extraordinarily well when he did, but I just can't see him getting it. The only reason why I think they might is cover for Sam Walker. And mm. we'll get more information when we talk to Brian about this strain of his ACL. Like, if they're worried about that, they may carry Sandon Smith because he can play hooker. He's played hooker in the in the younger grades and played very mm. well. We've seen him play hooker at NRL level as well. Not bad. But you, so you've got someone that can rest cheese but it's also there in case Sam Walker goes down and you're not left with your dick in your hand and going, fuck, who do we play at, at, at halfback now? So I think the, I that's think the, the only the, the most thing. In, the most important thing to come out of that is he doesn't have hooker at the moment. And you, you really, yep. you're really hoping 
that Sandon Smith gets hooker if you draft him. Well, if he if he does get the start, he'll uh, only be playing hooker. He's yeah, not coming yeah. on and playing halfback. You know, if he no. gets the fourteen role, he'll only be coming on and playing hooker. So round, by round six, he'll get that eligibility because that's the only position he'll be playing. Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah he's he's so, he got dropped the um the five eight from last season. Yep. Yep. So all of a sudden, someone halfback, hooker eligible. But again, you have to have the space on your bench to carry him because he's going to be a guy that's going to give you 15, 20 points a game. And that could be an AE nightmare. But mm, yeah. I mean, again, we need to talk to Brian about it. But if there's a lot of uncertainty around the Sam Walker injury, might be a nice little handcuff for the Sam Walker owners as well, picking up Sandra yeah. Smith. So Connor, he was really interesting Con- when I started Con- thinking Connor about Watson. Yeah. Yep. Well, and does he come the- on and play halfback? Yeah, true. It's hard That's to see. Well, he and, might- and the big the big thing is with that is there's there's no more Drew Hutchinson anymore. And that's that's the yeah, big exactly. tick in his favor. Yep. 100%. I mean, once upon a time, you had Connor Watson um, able to play 5-8, and, I mean, then you could probably move Kiri to halfback, but it's been a fair spell between drinks for Connor Watson playing in the halves. He's really turned into that sort of Dylan Walker type through the middle. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definite trial watch with how the Roosters bench um, ends up because it could be very interesting. Um, Phoenix Crossland. The legend, the man, the myth, the legend. So, obviously, Jaden Braley coming back. What's going to happen there? Fuck, who knows? Oh, look, he played so well that the Knights were like, oh, we can fuck off Kurt, man. Yeah. He, he, he don't, demands, we don't, we don't he demands minutes with what, he, what yep. he was able to put on the field last season. So... Look, yep. he will eat into Jaden Braley's minutes for sure. He can play a little bit of the halves. Well, he's, he's a, originally a halves player, so mm. look, it's um, yeah, he, he can he can fill fill a plug a hole where he needs to. Is a is a fantastic fucking player. Yeah, again, one of those guys that if you've got space in your bench, could turn out to be a nice little pick if you get him. You know, in with your pick 13, 14, 15. Or even your last I, I, pick. I would I would be pushing more towards the last pick. Um, I, I'd be I'd yep. be really concerned at him being a bit of an AE nightmare initially, just until we see yep. what that minute split is going to look like with Jaden Braley. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real interesting one to see what um, uh, Adam O'Brien ends up doing with that team and that makeup and the um, mm. through mm. there because. They brought in some good cattle for the halves. Was it Cogger they brought brought over? Yes. Yep. So yep. Cogger. Um, he's he's going. He'll be, be waiting he, the wings. He'll be he'll be in the wings. It, you'd have to imagine that Crossland keeps a spot on the bench, but fuck, Cogger wouldn't be too far away. He he's excelled every time he's he's been brought up uh, to cover. In um. Yeah, I, I think they they'll give Gamble the first shot, and it'll Absolutely. be his to lose. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, but if he starts falling out of form, they've got a mm. really good um ready made halfback, a true halfback as well in in Gamble, Cogger, So Gamble's Gamble's gone as far as he can. Like he's all effort. He's all effort. Uh, like he's got he's got obviously skill and stuff like that. But so far as he's reached the peak of what I think he can offer, 
Um, mm. But I think Cogger has got a lot more um, tricks in his kit bag for sure. 100%. Um, I won't have to worry about any of these cunts because they're not coming near my team. But for you uh, <laughs> that have the, the flexibility of picking a 1,000 players in your squad, yeah, that's true. Yeah, something to think about. Oh, let's get into the happy ending, bro. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Um, happy ending. Let's talk about draft strategy here. It's pretty easy. And if you haven't picked up on it yet, it's it's pretty much Harry Grant or no one. You know, mm. eighty-minute hookers are a dying breed. Uh, they they rely on those minutes to pad out their stats, and I'm really only looking at Harry, and I really do like him at that pick ten. The only thing with JMK that worries me is that you're going to have to reach for him, and I'm not I'm not confident that I'm prepared to do that. So, if I had to choose a quote here to sum up this podcast so far. It is Harry Grant for the right right price or fuck it. Yeah, I don't dis- I don't start, disagree with that. Start building your bench. Start building your bench. Yeah. Get an AE happening, um, and and just focus elsewhere in your team. Um, because there's not that yeah. many there's not that many plotters that you can really get that confident forty five to fifty from. Because you've got mm. so many, so many bit part hookers like the Titans, the Eels, and uh, other teams that play that two hooker system. Um, look, we we haven't mentioned him, and I don't think he probably deserves that much of a mention when we're talking about Supercoach. But guys like Bitley Walters had spurts where like went really well, but that was obviously try assisted. Um, so I think it, it really inflated their average, and they're not really going to be relevant, are they? No, no, they're not. And that's the thing. It's like where you're, I mean, by all means, if, if you've got your last pick in your draft and Billy Walters is there, you might as well pick him up. But yeah. where he's going, you've got to look at what else is available there. And I just think for these back-end hookers that we're talking about, these guys that we've got ranked sort of 13 plus in our Patreon rankings, I can just, I, I, I can't see a world where they're the best option. No. When you're having a look at down the list and you're going, okay, yep, oh fuck yeah, Billy. There's not going to be a case where you're like, fucking Billy Walters, you're kidding. How did he slide here? Can't wait to get him on my side. Do you know what I mean? Like, nah. it's never going to be that. It's look, I do think that there there are going to have to be some punt picks that you have to bring in at hooker spot, just like guys waiting in the wings, effectively. Um, but the problem is, yep. the guys like the. Um, Gordon come Chong Tong or whatever he's at, Chan Tong, sorry. Um like they're You they're know a, his last name. They're A they're AE nightmares um <laughs> in the interim until they get that real yep. good good position. They're gonna be scoring you fifteen to twenty five points per game. So it ruins any chance that you got of uh like a, a VC. So VC yep. loop, I should say. So it's All right. Let's, Let's quickly sum this up with the boom bust sleepers here. So, sneaky, sneaky, what do we got sir. here? We've got boom. I like JMK. Harry Grant, obviously. Yep, yep. They're easy ones. Get out of the busts. I'll just say the Titans hookers. Stay away from them. I'm going to go Eels hookers. Stay away from them cunts too. Yep, yep. Sleeper. 
I'm going to go with Wade Egan. I really yeah, like, I, uh, I like that one. I also liked Wade Egan, but I'm going to go the cheese. <laughs> I'm going to go the cheese okay. because, um, yeah, I think the only way is up for him. Yep, fair, fair, fair. Um, and uh, no fucking way. So a guy that we're just not going to draft, no matter where the value lies. No, no fucking way. way. No, I'm not working with this guy. I've been there, done that. I'm not going to be picking Lachlan Broker. I just think he is null and void now that we've got our man coming your chin on the bench. Uh, I'm not touching him. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go same vein, um, just with Jaden Braley, just with the rise of um, of Crossland and the fact that he fucked my season last year and um, coming back from a second ACL. It's going to be a real tough um, road to recovery for him. Yeah. yeah, fair. Nice. All right, let's 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 get into it. You've been waiting for it. <laughs> we've, been, we've been teasing the waters. We've been rubbing it around the rim. Not putting it in yet. Let's get into our chub rubs, bro. I wanted you to see these player evaluations. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm very aroused. So I don't know. I'm going to kick it off with Harry Grant. And like I said, I did a lot of study on Harry Grant, trying to trying to talk myself in, into not taking him and him actually being one of my no fucking ways. But it just didn't happen, right? So... 75 average over the past three seasons, really consistent, right? So in 2021, he had two games over 100. 2022, he had three games over 100. 2023, he had five games over 100, but nine games below 60. So he had his CV, coefficients of variance, dropping from 31% in 2022, or increasing from 31% in 2022 to 42% in 2023. So yes, his ceiling is increasing, but he's becoming less consistent. So that inconsistency, I think, is really heavily tied to the storm as a whole, right? Um, so let's start getting into the storm, right? Storm, buy in round 19, so they're looking good for your finals run. Over the three final systems, storm have an average SOS, strength of schedule, of third best over all final systems, right? And Harry Grant has the best strength of schedule among hookers in all three fucking systems. And it's daylight. It doesn't get any better. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than this. So we get that out of the way. He's killing it, right? But for me, it's the the 25-26 grand final systems that interest me the most because you're playing at least three teams in those four rounds who ranked top five in conceding points to hookers in 2023. So that's a yum. That's great for him Mm -hmm. specifically. Great for the Storm hooker specifically. Now, for Harry to go well, we need Storm to be pumping teams. I alluded to it earlier. He is tied to the Storm performing well. Um, In games with the Storm 113 plus in 2023, uh, Grant averaged 94. 94 yeah, that's, when the storm that's is su- That's super teams. tasty for the hookers that you're comparing him against. Holy shit. 100, man, 100. And in those games where Storm won 13 plus, he scored three of his 100 plus games um, in those games. Mm. So let's start talking about Storm and how we need them to be better and we need them to skull fuck teams for Harry Grant to play well, right? A big piece of Storm hammering teams is a fit pappy. 
In 2022, Pappy played 11 full games. Grant played in eight of them and averaged 87 when Pappy was playing. So So not only is Harry Grant, his performance, his output, his ceiling is tied to Storm playing well, but it's pretty well tied to how Pappy plays as well. Because, mm. um, I mean, it's pretty easy. If Storm's pumping teams, Pappy's a huge part of it, right? Yep. So yep. it's a nice little stack there when you're talking about those two. So you need Storm to be fit, and they need to have a favorable, favorable strength of schedule. Now, from round 16 onwards in 2024, this is how the Storm's run looks. You've got Dolphins, Canberra, Tigers, then they have a bye. Roosters, Parramatta, then you get to round 22. And you've got Dragons, South, Panthers is a hard one in round 24. But then you finish up with Dolphins, Cowboys, and then Broncos in round 27. So out of that round 16 all the way through to the end of the season, it's pretty fucking good. It's a really good run, right? So you would think that along the run there with the Storm, you know, they're probably going to – be fighting for the top four. They're going to want to kill teams. And Storm is a team that likes to put the foot on the throat and mm. bury teams. Yeah, yeah. Except, so, except for, except for this, Monster. Yeah, yeah. He he lets Harry Grant average the 94 <laughs> it, it, in those, exa- exactly, that, those exactly, games. Exactly. So the reason that you want to be up on Harry Grant is if you're a Storm believer. If you're a Storm believer and you think Pappy's going to come back, he's going to play well. If you think um, they're going to be a little bit uh, fit of this this team, they're obviously struck with a lot of injuries in 2023, which hampered their output. It it could work out really tasty for you, and the stats speak for themselves. Every year, he's pu- putting on bigger scores. You know, so he's he's putting on two hundred plus games every year since 2021. So if you're following that narrative, you know, in 2024 mm-hmm. he has seven games over 100. Interesting. But I, I will go back to what I was saying before. Until I'm shown that he can be a consistent uh, captain week in, week out, I'm not going to believe him. But if you can take him in round 10, uh, pick 10, and you can partner him with someone with a huge ceiling, then you've done really well. There. Like you, you get Harry Grant, you get Greg Mars, you say. So you've got someone with a really good um, ceiling. But all of a sudden, Harry Grant comes out, Storm pumps everyone, and he is that guy that we want him to be, and he is a set-and-forget captain every week, then you've just fucking hit the lotto. So it has to be the right pick, and you have to have a contingency plan for that ceiling, but he still looks fucking great, man. He looks Mm. really, really good. That that stat of him averaging 94 in games with Storm 113-plus is a very interesting stat. So... Yep, I'm on his dick again, bro. I'm on his dick again. <laughs> Look, if you're a believer in the storm and how far they can go in the season, um, you've got to be a believer in Hazard Grant for sure. Yep, yep. All right, hit me with some JMK porn. All right, so look, we all know that he had an injury interrupted season last year. So he had a couple, three injuries throughout the season where he dropped a 17, a 21, and a 33. If you mm. go if you go through his average, his average actually jumps from sixty two point six up to seventy two point three. If you take out those three games, his coefficient of variance goes from zero point three nine down to zero point two eight when you take out those three low scoring games. So he is a very very solid 
hooker option, not a captaincy option by any stretch because he didn't top the ton mm-hmm. once. But yeah, he's scoring over fifty, over sixty almost every game. Um, like he's um is uh just bear with me. He's sixty. 60% of games, he was scoring over 60 points. You take out those three three games, that's going to jump up to 65% because he only played mm. the 14 games last season. So he's a very, very bankable player to get you decent scores. That's why I've got him pegged around that round, early round four um, as, as an option. His base average is 42, and that's even including those, yeah. three, those three shitty games. Um, his tasty. base power is 46, so not that much of a jump. But it's it's really his line break involvements and his try involvements, so 0.9 and and 1.0 per game that I think can either lift or at least he can maintain that. And you, you take that into consideration and you're jumping 10 points on his average from last season, getting him over the 70-point average. Now, that's all the good shit. Let's look a bit closer to the Bennett effect on hookers. So we've spoken about it in past seasons and look, the, we haven't we haven't specifically referenced shit before, but we just know mm-hmm. that guys like guys like Prittis, guys like um guys like Sean Berrigan, a- anyone who plays at plays at hooker, like Dean Young or whoever, they typically average less or average a lot less at hooker for Bennett um coach teams. So Cook yep. pre Bennett in tw- uh, twenty eighteen, seventy eight average. Bennett comes in 2019. Not too many systems change. They still play through the season. Um, Cook averages um, 76. Second year, 2020, Cook regresses to 70 points. Third year that Bennett coaches the Bunnies in 2021, he averages 66. So part of that's obviously the regression of Cook in general, um, losing a little Mm. bit of speed. But it's the structure of the team that, um, and the, and how the team plays that has the biggest effect on the hooker. So they're not going through the middle as much. They're spreading a little bit wider, effectively going to the um, the strengths of those teams. Obviously, they're doing that at the moment with um, they haven't done that at the moment. Sorry, with um, with the Dolphins, they've been relying on a very well rounded forward pack, and they've been going mm. at teams through the guts. Yep, they're going to be spreading wider this season because they're going to have on the right, they're going to have Asako absolutely tearing shit up like they did last season. And on the left, who have they just brought in? Herbie fucking Farnsworth. The Herbie. The Herbie. So, beep, beep. It's going, to be, it's going to be all lights on the edges. And I feel like mm. it's going to be a bit of a spread out. And as good as I think his average can jump up to, I think that is going to be balanced by the Bennett effect of really hammering in on the um, like the strengths of the team and really highlighting that. And I do feel like there is going to be a bit of a push away from the, the guts. Yep. Well, I'll play devil's advocate with yep. that, uh, which is a great, great point. Um, but we talked about the Warriors and how their attack spreads the defense line. So- yep. If what you're saying is the Dolphins start spreading it to the edges and they're, they're I guess, they're dangerous all over the park, mm. does that spread the defensive line? As Does that open up more opportunities, more attacking opportunities for Jeremy Marshall King? 
Potentially. And, and when you take into account that Flegler comes into the side as well as a new attacking mm. option through the guts, mm. look, th- that 72 average that I spoke about if um, if he was not injured last season, I mean, that's a full potential. But if you're, mm. if you're, if you're picking him up on that 62 average, I think that's a base that you're going to work from. It, the, yeah. the, it only goes up from there for, from my perspective. And I think, yeah, yeah if, you, if you can get him in round four, thank you, lucky stars, because I think that is definitely going to be where you're going to make some value. Outside, outside of Harry Grant, though, I'm not chasing anyone, and I would not no. advocate for JMK to be picked in round three because I think that is an absolute stretch. Same with Cookie. Yep. I think that's a stretch as yep. well. But, um, yep. yeah, he's, he's definitely one that round four I'm, I'm excited for because – there's a there's a few different few different ways it could pan out, but I don't think there's anything where he regresses in average. Is only mm. the only way is up for him. Mm. And the other thing is, you've got to uh, believe that the Dolphins are going to be a better side in 2024. You know, second season in the they comp, have to be. They have they've to bought be. really well. Um, you know, these young guys that they've got, they're going to be a little bit more settled. They're going to have more experience. Mm. You know, Katoa is going to be better for the run. I just love that four pack. It's so fucking sexy. I mean. You've got some stalwart guys in there that do the hard yards, but then you've got blokes like Flegler coming in with a late mm. footwork. I mean, Jared, Jared Wallace is a menace when he gets on the field. Yeah, yeah. He really is. He is an attacking front row. Fuck, forward. he was a revelation and at the back end of the season. Like, Joe's so good. I, 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 I He's so him, good. I picked him up in one of my other leagues, and holy shit, he, he literally yep. he won me the league. It was so good. Yep. Yeah. He was very, very good. Very, very fucking good. Um, look, that's it for hookers. Um we did dribble on for an hour and a half, which is not bad. Usually, I, with these these positions that have fuck or depth, we we, start we really do, ramble about other. We stare. just dribble on about the most irrelevant cunts and like, oh yeah, let's talk about this guy that I can't pronounce his name and never seen him play. Let's start dribbling on about him. But well, um, I mean, yeah, look, we, we spent we spent ten minutes talking about fucking Lock and Croker. Yeah, it was exactly so. so. Sorry, sorry, anyone who was listening, you won't get that time back. We sorry. can dribble, baby. We can <laughs> dribble. Um, yeah. All right. So we've got that out of the way. Um, you know what? What's the what? What's the go? It's Harry Grant or nobody. Um, yeah, yeah, unless yeah. JMK pops his head up in round four, we do like that. Yes. But that's yes. enough, bro. Let's get out of here. Fire well, up well, those well, five well, we've sted- got, we've, got some, we've got some questions. Oh, okay. I sent the questions out, mate. I got the questions from the Patreon crew. Well, I didn't. I, I you didn't. You didn't talk to me about it, so I thought maybe you forgot. I have to admit, I did forget until about four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Like the like the studious uh, studious person that I am, um, so yep. it's just just loading at the moment. But yeah, there are a couple of questions that came through just about um, look, is anyone interested at hooker at all? And I think we kind of covered that through the podcast. The answer to that is we're not really interested, are we? No, no, we're no. not. And the more that I talk about it, and the more that I sort of dive into some of these players, the AE option is really starting to rear its ugly head, and I'm starting to mm. wrap my head around. Obviously, we don't know where we're picking. I mean, you know where you're picking, but I don't know where I'm picking in the draft. <laughs> and, yep. you know, like, so I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to pan out, but 
put it this way, I'm not putting a lot of thought behind fuck what hooker I'm going to draft. No, no. It's look for, for mine. The only two that I'm I'm looking at and interested to see where they fall is Harry Grant and JMK. Outside of that, yep. I'll get what I'm given. <laughs> effectively, yep. Um, yep. All right, so. We've got um, Sim has comes up with um, who's your biggest bust out of the twenty four season for a hooker. Um, one player who's get a, obviously gets a lot of hype, who you can't understand why and aren't going near. So we touched on that before. Mine is Jane um, Jane Braley as a not going to touch them. Did mm. we? Was there anyone else that you? That you went through? No, look, yeah, I, I sort of covered that. I don't like Lock and Croker. I think he's going to be a big bust. I mean, yeah. he only had a fucking – his average wasn't that sexy anyway, but, yeah, I'm definitely not fucking touching mm. him at all. Um, yeah, that'll do. All right, Maestro's come up with um, best value hooker. So he reckons cheese at, cheese for him at the um, his back end 2023 form was good if he can replicate that in 2024. Yeah, uh, fuck, it's so hard, isn't it? I mean, the one for me that I can see slipping and that might present some sexy value is Reed Marnie. Hmm. I just think yeah. people are just not even going to look at him and they're just going to be, fuck, yeah, whatever. And then, you know, he might be there in, in round eight or round nine maybe. And if that does happen, I do love that. Especially with the hype that he had last season and how – Far from that hype, he, he burned, ended up putting. He burned he some burned, people, burned a lot and that's people. the thing. Uh, He's going to be on a lot of people's never again lists, and yep, that sure. that causes some value in drafts. So uh, JT has asked us: uh, twelve team, no captains league. Um, would a decent strategy be to begin the draft by selecting spine, spine, TRF, CTW, TRF, and that's pretty much the perfect um yeah it's perfect fine. That's great. for me um yeah would the would the current top 30 very much in a no captain's league funny you ask that um one of the boys has asked us so Dave has asked us to um to run through a list with non captains so in the next release that we'll have for the um the top 30 we'll actually have a red highlight around players that we would devalue because not many we would pump up, but there will definitely be players that we devalue in a non-captain's league. So, yeah, we'll cover that in the next release of the top 30. And, and usually they're guys with a huge ceiling but a low floor. They're the guys that will be devalued in yep. captain's leagues. It's typically your top 30, maybe top 40 players that will be impacted, um, but it's also mm. players that have risk associated with their pick that have a high ceiling. So guys mm. like Pappenhausen, guys like Turbo, guys like that, that um, you're picking them on a bit of a um, – there is a big windfall if you if – Things go well because you're obviously in a captain's league. You're chasing it, those supersonic chasing those scores, super, aren't supersonic you? scores that will be doubled yep. as captain. They may not happen. Yep. Yes. Uh, Con yep. has asked us last question. Con has asked us in an eight team league, is it worth allowing a five team reserve per team, or is four enough? If you're in an if you're in an eight team league, and you're five just playing sweet. if you're just playing the thirteen on field players, go five. You have got an awesome yep. spread of players to, to reach into for your waivers. You're not going to impact that too yep. much. 
fucking do five because with all the buys, with all the um, with all the injuries and stuff, just do it. You got an you got that option yep. massively. Yep, I agree, bro. I agree. Uh, eight, yeah, eighteen. Wow, imagine the fucking players available. Ooh. Holy Ooh. baby! Even in the ten man league, I mean, it's um, it's free for all. It's so good. So many players are available that aren't in our league. Yep. Yep. I love that. I do love that. Um, all right. Is that all of them? That's all, mate. That's it. That's all. That's it. It was, that's it was only because I gave him like a, a couple of hours later. So that's why. That's, I mean, <laughs> seriously, there's not many questions to ask about hookers. Fuck them. No. Fuck them. Guys, fire up those five star sledges. We love it. We love it. We yes. want heaps this year. We want to be up. We want to be spending two, three hours sifting through all the fucking sledges, trying to get the best ones. We love it. It's probably one of our favorite parts of the preseason. So get involved there. Um, again, if you want in a draft league, uh, just DM us. I've had a couple of people already DM me and ask to have their name put down. Uh, so as soon as I get enough names for a ten man league. I create it. Bang. There it is. You guys are in the league. So yep. send your names through. Um, it's a piece of piss. It's uh, I've got a nice little system running now, so it's not that much effort for me. So just DM. All good. Well, that's it, bro. Let's get out of here. That's it. Mate, that's all. Uh, until the next one where we rub down the big boppers, the pigs. Oh, uh, I remember. can't wait. I can't wait for front yeah, row yeah. forward. How good? That's why we two, The two best that's positions. That's why... So good. Just get him out of the way early. Hooker, <laughs> front row forward, fucking bury him, and then move on to the good stuff. <laughs> All right. Remember, yep. there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than those things. Well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. We'll go catch us next round on the weekly rub down. Woo! One of your best, baby. Oh, mate. I... <laughs> you, know, you know what I said? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's she's, good. All, she's all done oh, with us. I love it. You should do more of that. I'm a big fan of it. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that, India. Ta-da.